I want to thank God for one of the best friends I've ever had. <laughs> Reverend Ekuban, thank you so much, Reverend Jonathan, for years of friendship, years of working together, loving God together, serving God together, praising God together, praying together, preaching together. Come somebody shout hallelujah. Amen. I'm so grateful to God and this people haven't seen me before. This is a long, it means it's a long time you invited me. <laughs> wow, what a shock. Anyway, it's very beautiful pulpits. Everything in this church is working. Hallelujah. I am so amazed and um, excited when I drove in and I saw the humongous structure. I said, only God can do this. Tell somebody, only God can do this. Amen. I'm so excited and so happy to stand here again. Like uh, Reverend said, this is my church. So I'm glad to come back home. Amen. And it's a joy and a, an honor and a blessing that we could come back. I want to thank the first lady. She's looking so young. What a shock. Wow. It only means that uh, Reverend is doing a good job. Congratulations. <laughs> yeah, but bless God for their lives. Amen. Like, like uh, Reverend said, you know, I'm very popular in their home. Amen. Their daughters love me. A little more than even they love their own parents. What a shock. <laughs> but it's a blessing. Hallelujah. Very wonderful church. I'm so excited and so grateful to see all of your faces. Your faces are shining and brightening up. Amen. You look well fed. You look well fed. You can go, you can go to a place and you can see the people are cut type of human beings. But when I come, I see healthy looking people. I can see prosperous people. I can see blessed people. I can see shining people. Come on, shout it yeah. Hallelujah. It shows the father of the house, I've been feeding you well. Amen. And I bless God for every one of you. Amen. And I bring you very special greetings from Bishop Doug Hewitt Mills. Amen. Who is returning from Zambia tonight. Hallelujah. He returned from Zambia tonight and uh, he's been there preaching for the past 21 days. Preaching from one city and one town after the other, washing the country in the blood of Jesus. Amen. With amazing miracles and um, wonderful things. And so I bring you special greetings from him and um, also special greetings from my dear wife. Amen. My beautiful, beautiful wife. Hallelujah. And um, I believe that we are going to have great times. Amen. Please sit on top of your enemies. <laughs> Hallelujah. Bishop Atu, so nice to see you. Amen. Right. So, we are thankful to God. I love the beautiful song your choir sang. They always sing nice songs. Congratulations, choir. That was really nice. Amen. Right. So, 
here we are. And um, like Rev said, I am anointed for you tonight. And tomorrow night I'm going to be here. And Godwin and Friday I'm going to be here. Amen. So I'm going to do a, just an introductory, uh, give an introductory message tonight. And then we will continue. Amen. Right. And um, it's a joy to see what God is doing. One of the greatest blessings in life is relationship that God gives you. Somebody should have said amen. amen. If you look at the story of the prodigal son, the Bible says that this man had, this man had two sons. The man, I said the man had two sons. And the younger of them, the younger of them said, give me the portion of the head that is due me. In other words, the guy had been praying for his father to die. His father was not dying. He wanted to inherit the father's, but the father was not dying. He had had prayer meetings, organized prayer warriors. Lord, let my father die so I can inherit my, my, my portion. But man was not dying. So he had to gather some courage and went to the father and said, since it doesn't look like you are dying now, give me the portion of the inheritance that is due me. I want my portion now. And so he went and the father divided his, the portion living among the two of them. And not many days after, the younger, the same younger one, collected all that he had and left home and went to a far country. What a shock. shock. He went so far away. Far away. Changed his mobile number. Nobody could reach him. Are you there? When you call out of coverage area, or that number you are calling does not exist again. The father said, ah, this is the number I've known for my son all this time. But the boy went so far away. And then we all know how the story ended, isn't it? We know how the story ended, how the boy began to live his life with riotous living. Began to just have fun. One party after the other. One party after the other. Until Bible said that all that he had got finished. The truth of the matter is that everything you have will get finished. Only God will be there all the time. Hallelujah. Amen. Yeah. Everything you have will get finished. Have we ever gone to buy a shoe? And it tells you that this shoe is forever. Tell a liar. It's never for nothing. It's forever. This shoe is very, very good. It's forever. And they'll try to bend the shoe. Made in Italy. It's forever. What is forever in life? But everything that the boy had was finished. And then the boy began to live another type of life. He got a job looking after pigs. What a shock. If you go to Israel and you ask for a pig, nobody will have, there's no, they don't sell pork in Israel because it's an animal that is supposed among the Jews, it is it is uh, impure. It is not, it's, 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 it's not, nobody can touch it. So they took, this boy was looking after pigs. And uh, what happened? We see that even the food, the food that pigs will eat, he will not have it. Now the thing is that, you see, I always say this, 
that when, and you know, this, 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 I'm going to be, I'm going to share with you very important things. Somebody say amen. amen. Say share, Bishop, share. I will. Hallelujah. Now you see, this guy who had a wonderful home now went to start a church and all the members were pigs. What a shock. And you know, it's not easy to look after pigs. If you have a piggery, you know it's not easy to look after pigs. Because when you bath the pig, the next thing is to roll on the see the pig rolling on the floor. Rolling in the in the sand, rolling in the mud. We bath then finish. You know, one day I told a, a pastor came to my office. A pastor in town in Accra here came to my office. And he looked unwell. And he told me, he said, Bishop, would you come to my church and preach about loyalty and disloyalty? I said, why? He said, my people are very rebellious. Very difficult to control. Look at me now. They are worrying me. My blood pressure has gone up. So, so many things. And I was talking and talking and talking. Then I remembered. I said, sir, do you remember a few years ago, you broke off the church, took the members, changed the name. A few years ago, you went from one radio station to another radio station, maligning your pastor, talking to me how terrible, how bad he is. You, you put up yourself to be the nice guy. People heard and clapped for you. It's not too long ago. And these same people followed you. Now today, they become uncontrollable. You do know that you are a pastor of pigs. Because when you bath a pig, he roll on the floor. What a shock. I, I hear what I'm saying. Now I'm just still, all this, I'm just, just by the way, I'm going to get your main message shortly. Say amen. But I'm telling everybody here, you see, one of, the, one of the most dangerous things to do is to follow Pastor Lot. I know you didn't get it. I'll say it again. One of the most dangerous things to do in life to follow Reverend Father Lot or Bishop Lot. Because Lot and Abraham were together. God called Abraham. And Abraham said, Lot, come along. And Lot, uh, Abraham was, Lot was nothing. But Abraham made Lot a, a blessed. And Bible said that, and God blessed Abraham and Lot also. And the Lord blessed Abraham and Lot also. Amen. Bible said Abraham was very rich and Lot also. So Lot was also blessed. I need for you to understand that your blessing depends on your connection. You should have shouted amen. amen. Whom you are connected to will determine the blessing that will come on your life. I pray that you never miss your blessing in Jesus' name. This convention will change your life forever. Come on, shout amen. amen. Are, are you still here? I said, are you still here? But then a time came when lots was so blessed. Things were working in Lot's life. His ministry was growing up to a point where Bible says that and the headsmen of Lot began to strive against the headsmen of Abram. 
And then Lot came and said, oh, no, 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 that issues. And then Abraham said, look, we are related. We don't have to fight. If you feel that you are too big to be under me, just move out. Just go somewhere. And Abraham said, told Lot that if you go to the right, I'll go to the left. If you go to the east, I'll go to the west. We don't need to fight. And, and Lot, the Bible said that he looked at the greenery, the beautiful sight. And he went and located himself there. With all the headsmen, all the people who supported Lot, followed along and stayed with Lot. But then, not long after, we heard that the place was called Sodom. What a shock. He built his house in Sodom. He built his ministry in Sodom. Then there was fire. And everybody got bent. Only Lot escaped. Now, what I, that's why I say that it's dangerous to follow Pastor Lot. Because one day, Pastor Lot will escape. And those who followed him will not escape. I'm saying something. Are you there? Anyway, so the point I'm making is that you know, he saw the prodigal son. The Bible says that he began to feed pigs and he began to tell himself that, look, this thing is not good. This is not how it should be. You see, and uh, he said, I'll go back to my father's house. And when I go, I'll say this and that and that and that and that and that. And then he came back and the father welcomed him and all that. And when the bigger brother cared that the son had come back and the father organized a party, he said, oh, you with daddy, you have not had any party for me. I've been faithful. I've been working in the field. I've been doing this and that and that and you have not had any party for me. But look at what you have done for this, your son, who has come back. And the father said, son, all that I have is thine. Everything I have belongs to you. The party I am having now is nothing. Everything I have belongs to you. Because the boy took his own away. So everything belongs to you. Look, there's a blessing in staying. Staying is better than leaving. Somebody shout amen. Hold your neighbors here. And put the ear and tell him, staying is better than leaving. No, no, no. I said, hold the ear. Don't be afraid. Say, staying is better than leaving. Amen. Look, it's a blessing to stay. Can I have an amen? Staying is good and leaving is bad. Say, Bishop, say it again. Say, Bishop, say it again. Staying is good. And living is bad. Let's all say it together. Say it into your neighbor's ear. Say it louder than you did. Do you believe that it is truth? It is better to stay than to live. Amen. So tonight I'm going to begin my by talking to you about. The blessings of commitments. Somebody shout amen. The blessings of commitments. Now, this is very important. And um, I'm excited that you are here tonight. And I'm even more excited that you come tomorrow also. And I'm even more more excited that you come on, on Friday as well. Clap your hands for the Lord. Staying is good and living is bad. Hallelujah. And I'm saying to you here, there's a certain blessing in commitments. 
There is their levels of commitments that I'm sharing with you and I'm going to carry on. Say amen. There are levels of commitment in life. So if you are committed, you know if you are, uh, you call yourself Liverpool supporter. Or you support Arsenal. Until Liverpool beat them for nil. <laughs> what a shock. I am surprised Arsenal still have supporters. Even Chelsea, I'm surprised they say have supported. What a shock. And I'm even more surprised that a team called Red Devils have supported who are Christians. How can a Christian support Red Devils? <laughs> it's loyalty. Loyalty will not make you ne never follow a devil. <laughs> that's that's just, just, just a joke. The Red Devil is Manchester United, isn't it? Look at you. Look at you. Look, you say you are born again. Anyway, let's, let's stay with the, with, with, with the message. Are you there? <laughs> what a shock. For, for some of you, ladies, when, when, who don't understand soccer? Manchester United is not a type of food. It's a, it's a name of a, a soccer team. <laughs> are you there? I've got home. Anyway, that just by the way. But I'm saying that there are levels of commitment in life that we need to understand. The first level is called the fair weather commitment. Fair weather. Somebody say fair weather. No, I'm not hearing you at all. I said I'm not hearing you at all. Fantastic. The fair weather commitment. Now, I'm saying to everybody here that if you are going to enjoy the, the totality of God's blessing, we need to fight to be committed. Amen. Come on, shout amen. Yeah. As I'm here today, you, you'll be blessed as I preach. Amen. Are you there? But you see, the blessing that I carry as I preach to you today, the blessing will come to you, is not enough. There's, because if you go to a restaurant and eat, you get hungry again. Am I right? But if you stay in your father's house, you will eat. The food in the restaurant may be nicer than your father, your mother's food. But your mother's food can be consistent. If you spend all your time in the restaurant, you're going to be broke. Am I talking to anybody here? So that food that your mother cooks for you, breakfast, porridge, and then afternoon, this and so on. Your mother's food may not come with all the decoration and all that, but it is, it is consistent. And that is not going to make you grow. You don't grow on restaurant food. You grow on your mother's food. I'm preaching. Even, even, as a ba even babies, babies grow well. When they have exclusive breastfeeding. Exclusive. So if you started looking, eating lactogen too early. That's why you're not so intelligent. But I'm telling you, if, if you had exclusive breastfeeding, you'd be very intelligent. You must go and ask your mother, when did you, why didn't you give me breast milk till I was maybe two and a half years? <laughs> One day I saw a boy, about four years, running around. I mean, in a certain time, right when he went to my mother, my mother says, hey, 
four years with all the teeth, I mean, chewing the mother's breast. The other day, a pastor, a pastor that I know, his baby, mother was feeding the baby. I mean, the, the, the wife was feeding the baby, breastfeeding. And he was sucking the breast. And as the baby was sucking the breast, she, he was squeezing the breast. Not knowing the pastor was jealous. So at a point, he went and said, hey, come on. Just suck that breast and stop squeezing. The, the squeezing is for me. The sucking is for you. What a shock. Are you there or go home? If you're sucking, suck. And let the, father, let, the, let the husband squeeze. Anyway. So I'm saying that, you see, breast milk has everything in it for the child's well-being. For the child's health. Can anybody say amen? That is why God is called El Shaddai. The one with the big breasts. God's breast is big enough. And the breast of God does not have only one nipple. He has many nipples for every mouth. Say amen. God's breast has many nipples on it. So, you see, I have, a, I have two people in my church who have triplets. Triplets. I asked one of them, so how do you feed these uh, triplets at the same time? Because you have only two breasts with two nipples. One here, one here. Said, and then my, I said, said when there's all of them are crying together, I put one here, one here, and I let somebody carry the one outside. <laughs> are you there? And you see, as a mother, she's limited. But God has breast nipples for everybody who is thirsty. May you enjoy exclusive breastfeeding from God in Jesus' name. Come and shout amen. And in the church, in the ministry where God places you, God has provided enough for you to do well. Did you say amen? But the first level commitment is the fair weather. Fair weather. When the weather is fair, when the weather is okay, then I'm around. That's the first level of commitment. The first time. Now, what I'm saying to everybody here is that your real blessing is not in me coming to preach here and go. But the real blessing is staying consistent. Because when the guest minister comes to town and preaches to you, it's just like, it's like eating the restaurant. But your pastor's preaching and message, it is the regular food that you eat in the house. It is the immature who said that, ah, I was, I'm more blessed by a guest minister than my own pastor. What a shock. One day a pastor went to preach somewhere. And after the sermon, one gentleman came and told the pastor, since I joined this church, more than 60 years ago. This is the best preaching. Your preaching is better than all my pastor's preaching combined. <laughs> Have you heard some before? He said that guest minister's preaching is better than all his pastor's preaching combined. It shows 
the immaturity of the person. Are you there? Because you see, the pastor's preaching, you know, when you go out and preach, you preach excitingly. But when you are at home, for example, if a mother, if a, a woman is getting a visitor, the way they lay the table, the way they do everything, that's not what they do all the time when they're when they, they all alone with their husband and their children. So I tell my wife that I wish I get visitors every week. Because the way they bring the best of the plates, the best of the glasses, that one time you put and said, this glass from today, I'm going to drink from it every day. Why do you put under the bed for a visitor when I am the man who has bought it? I will drink from this every day. Me too, I'm a person. Are you there? Go home. No, no, I'm saying that, you see, there are things that we do for show. But the real establishment and blessing comes with consistency. Somebody say amen. So let's quickly look at the levels of commitment. What is the first level? I did not hear you. Are you there? Now when we talk about fair weather commitment, look at Proverbs chapter 11 and verse number 4. Wealth maketh many friends, or riches makes many friends, but the poor is separated from his neighbor. Do you get it? 19, Proverbs 19, 4. 19, 4. Right. Wealth make is that the right? Who is, who is right? Is it me or him? Okay, I'm the one who is right. I'm the bishop. <laughs> bishop, don't make mistakes. Okay. Wealth maketh many friends. Let's all say it together. But the poor is separated from his neighbor. Now you see, when you are rich, you have many friends. Have you had money before? That you have had people to spend the money with you? <laughs> what a shock. Wealth maketh many friends. When the rich, when the prodigal son went, went out, he had people to spend the money with. I'm telling you. But the poor, even his friends are far away from him. Some of you, brother, the reason why no sister likes you is not because you are not handsome. I should not go on to say what I'm saying. I should not go and say what I'm saying. The reason why every sister is, is bouncing you. It's not because you don't know how to pray. You pray very hard. You pray very well. The reason why they don't like you. It's not because you don't know scripture. Because you know Bible. You know Bible. You can quote scriptures. But it's why they are bouncing you. Because you don't have money. And you say it again. I said it again. The sister said, oh, I mean, I'm spiritual. I want to be a spiritual brother or that now. They want a man with money in his pocket. <laughs> I'm saying it. But you have money in the name of Jesus. I said, you have money in the name of Jesus. God will prosper you. You both, you'll be both spiritual and rich. Can you receive it? I said, can you receive it? You'll be both spiritual and prosperous. Amen. 
you will have money in your pockets. You'll be able to take your beloved to restaurant. Are you there? I said, are you there? Yeah, but build a house before I start going to restaurant by hats. Buy a land. Anyway, who will get there? Are you excited to be here? I said, are you excited to be here? So that is the first level of commitment. Fair weather. When everything is going okay, then you have friends. When things are okay, then you see, your, you see those who, are, who want to be your friends. When you get, buy a new car, when you get a new job, when you have money, then you see, you see, by the grace of God, in our ministry, we have had people who have money, but money has never become the reason for friendship. It's not a good basis for friendship. Money is not a good basis for marriage. Let somebody shout amen. When I was getting married, the first, you know, I married twice. I have two wives. One is in heaven, one is in Accra. They are so far apart that they can never quarrel. <laughs> anyway, but when I was getting married, the first, I didn't have money, but I had anointing. <laughs> and I'm glad God gave me a wife who liked me, although I didn't have money. It's a blessing. It's a blessing. That's the genuineness of love. You don't have anything. But the person sees that I can still be committed because money is not everything. Somebody shout amen. As a pastor, if you come to the church and you are rich, I'm happy that there are a few rich people, but I believe that the ordinary people who sit in our church, as they remain faithful, as they remain committed, as they keep on serving God, you see them being blessed one by one. You see them prospering. Look, as you sit in this church, keep on sitting here. Keep on hearing the word. Keep on being informed by the power of God. So if you are going to become multi-rich people in this church, let us believe their, lift their hands and shout amen. We have been ministry for close to 30 years. We are seeing people who are students, who are raising up. Today, some of them can sign checks of $20,000. One of them sent a check, $30,000 for the ministry. The same person, some years ago, he could not give even uh, 20 Ghana cities. But now he can sign a check of $30,000. And he's not a rich person who came from America. He's an owner who grew with us. I prophesy to you, I should stay under this influence. I should stay in this ministry. God will open doors for you. Your life will change. God will honor you. God will bless you. You will become rich and prosperous in Jesus' name. Those who believe, lift your and say, I receive it. Your life will change. Your life will change. One of these days, you drive your car to the car park. The usher should say, Park your car here. And when you wrote, I say, Hey, is that you? Yes, it's you. I see your life changing in the name of Jesus. God will bless you. God will help you. It's going to get sweeter and better. Do you believe it? I said, do you believe it? Ordinary people sitting in this church. I'm telling you, Reverend, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. So if you are going to have scholarships, you go abroad and you will come back. And you will you, you, you sponsor the ministry. 
when you give your tithes, your tithe will be checked because it cannot fit into the offering bag. Somebody shout amen. I, I don't know whether I believe us in the church. I don't, I, I don't believe us here. Do you believe it? It will happen practically. Say amen. So let me continue preaching. Fair weather commitment. Those who stay with you when things are okay. When everything's okay, they stay with you. But when the weather changes, when situation changes, when you go into crisis and then they leave you. Number two, help me, Jesus. Are you here? Situational friendship commitment. Situational friendship commitment. Situational. Hmm. There are some people who are committed to you because of the situation. Hmm. Amen. I said amen. Some people come to your church because of where they live. Situation permitted. When we were in Kolegono, we had people who were coming to the church. We didn't have many branches at that time. They would come, they would, they would come to the church all the time. Then one day a lady came to us and she said, we, you know, we just started a few branches around, was around the Springfield Road and Sakumon and so on. A lady came and said, he came to see a, a presiding bishop. He said, Pastor Dan, I want to move to a, a church at the, in, in the Springfield area. And we asked her, why? So because, you know, I used to live in, in Nadabrakas. It was easy to come. Now I live at Springfield. So, and I built a nice house there. And because of that, I cannot come. But I can remember when the lady told us they bought a land and we came to pray, pray on the land. I remember when we came and dedicated the land and dedicated the house. Now that he has made the house, he can't come to church. We told her that you, will not go, you are coming to this church. Situational church member. Some church members, they are in church. You see, one of the secrets of Lighthouse, the ministry, is that people have moved, moved away from situational membership. Say amen. Our church in South Africa started when one ordinary pastor got a, went, to the, went to the place to go and study. And when he going, he said, listen, there's no lighthouse in South Africa. As you're going to do your master's, Start a little fellowship. Start a church. Don't join any church. Start a church. Start a lighthouse there. And he told Bishop, I will do it. Today, we have more than 100 branches in South Africa. Because one, and I say what I mean, 100, we check buildings all around. So many cities. Because one person decided that I'll not be a situational church member. Whether I'm in Papua New Guinea, whether I'm in Fiji, whether I'm in Jamaica, wherever I am, I'm st I still belong to this ministry and I'm going to be committed to the, this ministry. Come on, shout amen. Are you here or gone home? Situational members. 
situation, when you have a church with situation, um, commit, their commitment is based on situation. They change easily. Easily. Every little thing. Oh, I came to church. The way they, 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 they talk to my child, I didn't like it, so I'm going. Some people allow their husband to lead them, lead them away. Some people allow their wife to lead them away. What a shock. I don't know why you're looking at me that way. I'm preaching. I said I'm preaching. Are you there? I said, are you there? Situational. You see, when you check a situational, you see, like when I was school, you see, in school you have classmates. I went to secondary school from one to five. I mean the proper one, sorry. I mean from one to five, the old level one. I went to uh, I did all level. One of the things I don't like at all in life is parting. When we are parting company, it's very sad. When I finished all level, we all uh, sang a song. We, we met together, scripture union. All the people I've met for five years. We're singing, we're crying. And I said, uh, what are the songs, what are the songs we sing when the end of those years? We used to sing, God be with you till we meet again. You see, you didn't go to good school, so you are struggling. <laughs> what a shock. <laughs> Me too, I'm struggling to sing it. Anyway. Yes, God be with you till we meet. <laughs> God be with you till we meet. Again. And we have one another. We have one another. Oh, God be with you till we meet again. Amen. It was very, we'll cry. Bye-bye. And so on. Oh, God, we, we'll meet uh, some of the since we finished school. I finished form five in 1979. Before your father met your mother. I mean, we have ne I've never met them again. Never met them again. Since we finished. Meanwhile, the way we cried, we've been together for five years. I mean, I come from Winneba. You come from Takwa. Where, where are we going to meet? I should I come to Takwa to go and look for you? And I, I'm not who born you. I mean, I come, we also come from Takwa. And we met in school. We are finished school. We are going to our home. We are crying. We are finished crying. We are going, our, going to our homes. That is situational. Do you understand? Yeah. Once a while, we we'll send me. I mean, there were no mobile phones and all these things there. When I bump into you, so, ah! one day I went to a restaurant to eat. When I sat down with my friends, then came a waiter to serve. And waiter said, ah, Are you not E.A.T. Saki? I said, Yes. And he mentioned his name. And I realized that he was my classmate. Wow. And he was the waiter. I couldn't even eat. So when he finished, he said, Charlie, for tip me, for tip me. I, was, I, I lost my appetite. Because we started in the same class for five years. And I'm sitting here. I'm a lawyer. My, my, my married with my wife, my children, my, my pastor. We're sitting together. And my classmate is serving the waiter. Hey, bring the salt. And he's running. I said, no, 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 this is not good. What a shock. May God change your situation in Jesus' name. Come on, shout amen. amen. Are you there? Situational commitment is people who are committed because of convenience. It is convenient to come to church because I live close to Bachona. And the church is close by. What about if you build a house at East Lagoon, 
Will it be too far away from you? Will the church be too far away from you? What about if God promotes you and you build a, a beautiful mansion far away? The same church that you have been in and struggled along and seen your life built up. Is this that God made a mistake by promoting you and making you prosper to move somewhere else? It's your commitment situation now. What sort of commitment do you have in the church? Number two, number three, the non-situational commitments. Non-situational commitment. Now, this level of commitment, right? Thank you, Jesus. It's, of course, opposite to the situational commitment. Amen. It is the commitment that is deeper. Deeper. My friendship with you is not based on the situation. First Samuel chapter 20 and verse 17. First Samuel chapter 20 and verse number 17. What does it say? And Jonathan caused David to swear again because he loved him. And he loved him as he loved his own soul. Now you see, David and Jonathan had a certain type of friendship which was non-situational. Jonathan told David that if I die, promise me that you look after my children. Are you there? Jonathan and David were friends and deeper and at the time that they were, they were talking to each other, David was about to leave because Saul was pursuing David. Are you hearing what I'm saying? I don't know if you hear what I'm saying tonight. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Come along with me. Now, you see, David was afraid that Saul was going to kill him. And Jonathan stood by and said, listen, I'm committed to you. I'm committed to you. He said, I, Bible said and he loved him as he loved his own soul. He had told him that, look, this is a friendship. I don't know when I'm going to see you again. I may never see you, but even if I die, promise me that because of the bond between us, you will look after my children. Hallelujah. I don't see Reverend Jonathan every week. I don't see him every month. But our friendship is not situational. It is non-situational. We are committed whether I see him or I don't see him. It's deeper than, a, a, than a, a, a casual relationship. His joy is my joy. His pain is my pain. I've seen him cry. He has seen me cry before. And he doesn't despise me. I don't despise him. No matter what, we love and cherish each other. May God give you friends that, friend that is deeper than situational. Come on, shout amen. May God deepen your commitment to one another. Am I talking to anybody here? I'm committed to him. I'm committed to him. And I'm committed to him for life. For life. We, if he's up, I'm committed. If he's down, I'm committed. If he's rich, I'm, if he's poor, I'm committed. Somebody shout amen. It is non-situational. Somebody say amen. May God give you deeper relationships. I told somebody to shout a louder amen. 
most people, our relationships are not deep. They are not deep. Our relationships are fraught with jealousy and envy. Some people like you when you are poor. Yes. When you prosper, they don't like you again. When they see you with a new car, they begin to become envious and jealous of you. They will prefer you to be poor all your life so that you'll be begging them. I'm preaching. I said I'm preaching. You see, when Reverend was saying that, oh, Bishop Doug blessed, he gave money with bridge and so on. His relationship with Bishop is not based on money. That is not, that is not the reason why he loves him. But he knows a certain deeper relationship. You see, that goes beyond money. Money is just a size and nothing at all. I'm preaching. I'm preaching. And you cannot buy loyalty with money. Somebody shout amen. Am I talking to anybody here? Oh yeah. I'm saying something. I said I'm saying something. God is going to raise you up. To a level where relationship is non-situational. Whether you see me or not. You see. What I say behind Reverend Ekuban. Show the genuineness of my friendship. When the person is not there. What you say about him will determine whether your friendship is situational or non-situational. For the years that I've been with my bishop, Bishop Dagwood Mills, whether he's there, you see, nobody has ever been able to say one bad word to me about him. And by the grace of God, for the 30 years or so that I've been together, I've never said one negative word about him ever by the grace of God. You see, and he, he, he doesn't have to hear. He doesn't have to be there. Whether he's there or not, it doesn't matter. Because our relationship is non, non, is, is non-situational. Tell your neighbor, the man is talking to you directly. Tell your neighbor, he's talking to you directly. A lot of assistant pastors, they know how to buy the backs of their senior pastors. A lot of church members, you see, me, you, you, you can't. You can't. By the grace of God. By the grace of God. If I like somebody, no way. You see, even if the person makes a mistake, I'm still standing by the person. Somebody shout amen. Am I talking to anybody here? Oh yes, I'm telling you something. People want to hear bad news. But when the religion is non-situational, the person must not be there. I said, the person must not be there. Amen. You see, Jonathan had died. But, Paul, but, but uh, David said, is there anybody in the house of Jonathan, the house of Saul, that I may show him kindness for Jonathan's sake? Jonathan will never see it, but, but David said, I'm going to be kind to the person because of my bond between myself and Jonathan. Is there anybody? Is there anybody? Is there anybody? When my wife died, when my first wife passed away, I remember Bishop said, listen, if you die tomorrow, your children are my children. They are my children. I'm moving them into my house and they're they as, they as good to me as my children. I'm as my children. I'll take care of them the same way. And even whilst I'm alive, my children are 
more of his children than even my own, but than, 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 than mine. He's taken over my children. When he go to Zambia, he said, let your children come. Come, let them, you don't come. Let your children come. Let them come and be with me. When I watch the TV, I see my children sitting by and I'm jealous. Hey, this boy, they've got power. I'm in a cry and they, they are sitting with Bishop on the stage, on the crusade stage. Because say that your children are also my children. Somebody shout amen. May God give, see, I'm talking about a deep, people don't understand the Lord, they, Reverend, they don't understand the Lord, they don't understand the loyalty message you. They say loyalty is just in the, hey, hey, hey you, if you talk to a devil, no. That's not it. It's deeper than that. Deeper than that. I'm teaching. I'm teaching. Hallelujah. Deeper than that. Deeper than that. I can go to Bishop Abbey's house. And when I, when I go and he's not there and I need something from his bedroom, I can break the door, go to the bedroom, take what I want, and refix the door and go back. And he'll not be worried. It's another level. May God give you deeper relationships in the name of Jesus. Amen. Jesus said, I don't call you servants anymore. I call you friends. I call you friends. Jesus took Peter and James and John and said, listen, my spirit is troubled. I can't share with them. There are some people I can share with them when my spirit is troubled. When my spirit is troubled. There are some people, when they see the pastor's pain, trouble, they are happy. No person cannot share everything with every, every one of them. You can't share it. But Jesus had people who he could trust. Said Peter, said, you come along. He made the nine sit down. And he took the three up and said, my spirit is troubled. But I, I'm, I'm disturbed about something. Let's pray. Let's pray. Let's pray. Who can trust you? Who can trust you? Even your normal tithe, but you don't pay. You're looking at me. I'm talking to you right where you are. Say, preach, Bishop, preach. What sort of level of commitment do you have? Non-situational. Non-situational. May God help us. I say, may God help us. God is moving our church to a new level of commitment. Come on, shout amen. Are you there? I said, are you there? Yeah. Who's your friend in this church? Frank, who's your friend in this church? Your close friend, close enough. Maxwell, are you friends? Are you friends? Can I ask you a question? Have you borrowed money from him before? No. Have you borrowed money? No, please. Your friendship is not real. Your real friend, you know, I'm broke. Can I make it dash me something? A real friend, you can tell him when you are broke. Have you been broke before? Yes. So why didn't you ask him if he's your friend? Yeah. Your real friend will know when you are broke. You can go to him and say, I'm Charlie, I'm not getting it to you today. There is no good cry. So Charlie, make it test me to you, no good make test of 50 CDs. And you are going. If you have never been able to tell him you are broke, or you haven't told him you are broke, you never told him. And he has not fixed you before. The friendship is not at that level yet. Yes, yes. I was wearing shoes. I went to this person, I said, I like your shoes. So he gave me another slippers to wear. He took my shoes. <laughs> Reverend Jonathan, he took my shoes. That is, that is friendship. 
My shoe, all shoes I'm wearing. I said she liked my shoes. So I, it gave me chalote to wear and then he collected my shoes. That is called friendship. Somebody say friendship. Am I talking to anybody here? I mean, that is it. He didn't care. And I'm happy that I have a shoe that my friend likes. I said, Charlie, it's tight. So I wear it like that. Because I know that the shoe that didn't fit him. But I want to wear it by force. What a shock. Look, I'm telling you, if you have a friend that you cannot share. Are you married? Frank, are you married? Hey, hey, hey. What about you? You're not married. About you. And you? About you. He said, you haven't declared your assets. What a shock. Have, does, have you told him why you are not married yet? No, no, no. We haven't discussed that. You haven't discussed that. I say it's your friend. We all know we are not married. We all know we are single, but we are still... He said you are about to. But does he know whom you are about to? No, 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 no. He doesn't know. No, 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 no. As for this Sunday, you have failed. You have failed. I will not give you the microphone to explain. No, 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 no. You are not friends at all. You are not friends at all. Eh? I'm telling you. Yeah. Situational friendship. Because you are sitting close to you all in the same protocol and something. That's your friends. That's how your friendship ends. When you go home, no. That's all. That's all. What the last time you called? You called? You called him? We, we, have, we have a group page that we discuss things. A, a group page? A group page? Have you heard so before? When the last time you called him? Last time I called him. some weeks. Weeks. Give me water. Give me water. Give me water. Let me pour water on this man. Come on, receive it now. In the name of Jesus. What a shock. <laughs> uh, are you there? No, 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 no. I, I, I'm preaching. It's part of the preaching. And it's part of the preaching. Look, look, real friends, eh? Not situational friendship. Sometimes myself, beside Mr. Bishop, I go and play golf. We play golf for four hours on Monday. When we end the golf and we're going home, we call. We can talk after we get home. When we get home, we still talk. My wife will say, ah! I thought you had been going to play golf. We haven't finished talking. I we are on the same page. What's the same page? What do you mean the same page? What are you talking about? We are talking about deep friendship. So I said deep friendship. May God deepen our relationship in the name of Jesus. Amen. A church is built by deep relationships. Deep relationships. Deep relationships. What a word. What a word. What a word. Are you there? That's how ministry is built. Lifetime ministry is built by deep relationships. Non-situational. For David to remember, is there anybody, anybody that I want to show kindness because of my friend Jonathan? Because of my friend. My friend. How deep are you? Ladies are loneliness. Ladies are their loneliness. 
Ladies have, don't have deep relationships at all. Many ladies. Telling you. Because ladies, they start with envy and jealousy and gossip. I know why you are looking at me. Say amen if you are a genuine lady. Jealousy, envy, and gossip. Yes. I'm saying it. I'm saying it. Somebody walking, walking. You see, you say to yourself, why are you jealous about somebody's shoes? What's going on? Yeah. I'm saying something. Yeah. I'm telling you. You criticize each other. Your hair. That's why you're wearing a wig. You are jealous of his way of a wig. That's what that's what that's why you are saying what you are saying. Ladies' relationships are not deep. Ladies. Yeah. Yeah. They're yeah. They walk alone, ladies. Yeah. Many ladies walk alone. Hey, no, no. Liverpool, we never walk alone. We never walk alone. Are you there? Oh yeah. Ladies' relationships are not deep. Very shallow. Very shallow. Yeah. yeah. You are you deep. Talk about sex. You talk everything. So that we can meet. Sometimes our wives, I feel that even our wives are jealous of us when they see myself, Bishop, and Bishop added together. We will talk. Sometimes we'll say, hey, you, you, you people, eh? you gossip more than women. It doesn't matter. We, we like it. Because, eh, because sometimes when Bishop says, hey, tell her, your face is not nice at all. Tell it, my wife, I know the thing you are not like at all. Say, hey, today, he, he, he didn't flow, she didn't flow last night at all. Say, me too. But this woman will talk her. Then we'll take a plan. We'll take a plan. I should tell you, I will tell you everything. May God give you deep relationships in the name of Jesus. Non-situational. Non-situational. And the final, my God, 3010. This is just the first, first part of today's message. The fourth type of relationship is marital commitment. Somebody say marital commitment. I did not hear you. Okay, sit down. Let me continue preaching. Frank, we are, we are going to assess your relationships from now. Are you there? Romans chapter 7 and verse 4. Romans chapter 7, verse 4. Yes, I'm preaching. Wherefore, my brethren, ye also are become dead to the law by the body of Christ, that ye should be married to another. Amen. Even, <coughs> sorry, are you there? Where are we? Even to him who is raised from the dead, that we should bring forth fruits unto God. Amen. This is talking about the highest level of commitment. is the marital commitment. Amen. When you are getting married, you get married, it is a lifetime commitment. Say amen. amen. When a couple come together and then they come to get married, they come to the altar and we tell them, dearly beloved, we are gathered here in the sight of God and the face of this company to join together this man and this woman in holy matrimony who is an honorable estate, instituted of God himself, 
signifying unto us the mystical union that will betray Christ and his church, which holy estate Christ had done and beautified in the first miracle which he wrought in Cana of Galilee and is commanded in holy rates to be honorable among all men. And therefore, it's not by any to be enterprised, nor taken in hand on advice and delight not wantonly, but reverently discreet, soberly and in the fear of God. Did you come to the cause of which matrimony was ordained? Are you there? Are you going and going and going and going and going? I'm telling you. And you're going on and you're going on. And then you, you, you begin to now say things, vows, and so on. You say, with this ring, I the word. I give it as a token of my love to you. I, and you declare all the declarations that you declare. And all that. You exchange rings. You exchange vows. And then you may kiss your bride. And you kiss your bride. And all that. It is not for show. It's supposed to be lifetime commitment. Somebody say amen. amen. Now the Bible says that we are married to Christ. It's a lifetime commitment. I am married to you. Amen. In prosperity and in adversity. We say that in our marriage vows. In prosperity and in adversity. In other words, if things are working, I'm there. If things are not working, I am there. And this is the level of commitment God demanded from everybody who belongs to springs of life. Yeah. He'd have shouted a louder amen. Yeah. God is demanded for you a marital commitment. Marital commitment. I am committed to. Look, in this church, you must tell yourself that as long as I'm here, I'm going to be here. And either, either, you see, that's what we tell ourselves. Either I attend your funeral or you attend my funeral in the church. In the church. It's likely that I'll attend yours. <laughs> what a shock. T tell him, you either come for a funeral or you I'll come for a funeral in the church. Look, even if it takes 70, 80 years, it's possible. I said it's possible. No, I didn't hear you. I said it's possible. I should have been in the church. I mean, I knew Reverend Nikuban when he didn't have a, a daughter, didn't have a child. But I've seen him as a single person. But I've seen him marry. I've seen him having children grown up, finish university. You see, and he's going on and going. Very soon, I'm going to see his grandchildren. I tell you. It's going to be fantastic. I'm going to attend the wedding of all his daughters. I will lay hands on them on the wedding day. By the grace of God. I'll be one of the officiating ministers at the children's wedding. By the grace of God. By the grace of God. It will happen practically. <laughs> Amen. Now I'm saying that when you get married, it is committed for life for life when a wife is fat you love her when she is slim you love her when i married my wife was slim i used to call her spiritual uh, i used to call yeah slim and sexy slim and sexy when she put on weight i call her pleasantly plump pp SS and PP. Slim and sexy, pleasantly plump. A 
every stage I love her. I love her as she is. And I'm committed to her for life. For life. For life. For life. For life. The only thing that must separate you is death. Say amen. How many of you are here what I'm saying tonight? Tonight, all I'm telling you here, this is the first part. Tomorrow, I'll take the second part and take tomorrow's message. Amen? Amen. But I'm telling you here that for you to enjoy, you see, it's because of the Bible says that, look, put that scripture up again. Put that scripture up again. 714, 7-4. He says, look at the, ah, yeah. The last, that you should bring forth fruits. Fruits. A certain level of commitment brings forth fruits. You see, it is marital commitment that brings forth fruits. Because, my sister, if I shake your hand, are you pregnant? I can, you can never get pregnant. If I hug you, are you pregnant? You can never get pregnant. It's a certain level of commitment that will bring forth fruits. Something must enter something. And that thing, as far as Christians are concerned, it's only after marriage. Somebody should have said amen. And then something can enter something. And then you can produce fruits. So a certain level of commitment brings fruits. And that is marital commitment. That is called marital commitment. If you're committed maritally, then you can see fruits. You can see fruits in your life. You can see fruits in your life. So in the church, if you belong to springs of life, you will be able to bring forth fruits if you're maritally committed. Maritally committed. Hmm. What a word. What a word. You see, the pastor is like the husband. And when the pastor has a vision, he injects his vision into the people who are around him. The leaders and the people around him. And when they receive it, it's like a man impregnating a woman. When the pastor says that, we are going to do evangelism here. That is the vision. And when he pours out the vision, it's like, spin as spam. And the people receive it. And they catch it. And when they catch it, they become pregnant with the pastor's vision. And they run and they see, they see fruits. They see, multiple, they see increase in the ministry. Because they're able to receive it. When I have a song, like today, I had a nice song. And then I send it to Pastor Kukuru, stand up. This is the leader of my, of my choir. I said, listen, this song, you see, I can't sing. If I attempt to sing, everybody will be fall down and anointed. But I can find, I can see some nice songs. So when I, when I, I just said it, Pastor Kukuru just said, the choir must learn it immediately. And he said, yes, Bishop. And put a smiley face there. Are you there? And I asked the next question, I asked, when will they learn it? He said, Sunday they will learn it, and the following Sunday they will sing it. Finished. So I am the, I am the husband. I have. Do you understand? Pour something into him. Yes, you stay pregnant with it. Next time, when you see them on the stage, you see about 70 choir members singing and all that because they became pregnant with the vision of the leader. 
and they received it and they brought forth fruits. May you bring forth fruit as you receive the blessing that can the direction that comes from the leader. Can I have an amen? But you see, if she is not a good assistant, if this person is not a good assistant, when I bring out the song, I said, Oh, Bishop, we have other songs that we are learning, so this one can wait. Do you understand what I'm saying? He could say that, oh, yeah, we have a list of songs we are learning, so this one, we can learn it in six months' time. That's what a, 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 who's not a good helper will do. When the person says, let's do this, you have an excuse. Because you are not a good assistant. You need a good helper. May God give Reverend Ekuban good helpers in this ministry yeah. who will embrace the vision and run with the vision. Yeah. Amen. I said amen. Yeah. He could have said, we just had all night last, we didn't have all night last Friday, the choir. But he said, we'll learn this song on Sunday and try and sing it the following Sunday. Even the sing the song is not so nice, at least they have attempted. They've tried. It is my vision and they received it. Many churches don't do well because some of the helpers are not maritally committed to the vision of the leader. So when the leader gives a vision, brings an idea, they don't open their heart to receive it. They resist it. They oppose it. And so the thing is, they, they don't see fruits. But today, from today, we are maritally committed to the ministry. How many are maritally committed to the ministry? Rain or shine, we are going to be here. Rich or poor, we are going to be here. Nothing is ever going to stop us. We are going to see increase. We are going to see multiplication. We are going to see the blessing of God. Our church is going to change from now. Say amen. May you be maritally committed for life. Shout amen. I said may you be maritally committed for life. You know something? My time is up. Stand to your feet, everybody. (laughs) Come on, stand to your feet. I think I've done well. Exact time. Isn't it? Zero, 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 zero. Lift your two hands apart to the Lord. Lift your hands to the Lord. Koranda kashuka bahatosi. Ze karondoro doboshi brahafata. Mahandi kibo takandi ribashi. Zokandi kibahato rakatasha. Lift your hands up to God. Talk to God. Talk to God. What level are you? What level are you? What level are you at? Are you at the level of just situational, fair weather, no situational, marital commitment? Lift your hands up and say, Lord, I want to be maritally committed to where you have brought me. Where I am, where I am today, I want to be maritally committed. I want to be committed for life. Lift your voice and pray. Kandoradaboshi. Karandi kibota fandiri bahata. Mahako balito rakibata. Zumbra kafato. Romej ibadi. Sibrando kafandiri baha. Rakatosh kabaha. Malito roki bakafati. Masubra kefindurabosheba. Rakaton triasidi. Zumbra kafandiri baha. Brakondir imato rokabaha. Benito roki bato rinki bahandiriadi. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, put your two hands on your head and pray this evening. 
pray for the blessing of God. Pray for the grace of God. Say, Lord, I want to move higher in my commitment. Move higher in my commitment. Talk to God. Say, Lord, I want to move higher. I want to move higher. Nothing will ever make me drop in my commitment. But I'm going to go higher. I'm moving from fair weather commitment. I'm moving from situational commitment. I'm even going higher than non-situational commitment. I'm going to maritally committed to the ministry where you have called me. To the place where you have called me. Mako karakiboshi. Zindiri baka tondiri baha karanikis. Zindiri baha tondiri bahata. Lord, I thank you. Lord, I thank you. Bless your people. Bless your children. May we move higher in our commitment. In our commitment, in our dedication. Take us higher. Take us higher. Bless your children. Bless your people. Bless your children. Bless your people. Bless your children. Bless your people. May your church move higher. May it move higher than ever before. May our commitment deepen than ever before. In the name of Jesus, be gracious to your children of God and take us higher by your glory and by your power. Father, we thank you. We bless you. We honor you. We give you praise and glory for every life that is here. Tonight, I pray that you be kind to us. You be gracious to us. I pray tonight, oh God, that you cause us to experience your reign upon our lives. May our church change. May our commitment change. May our relationship change. Take us deeper and deeper. 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 To your glory and for your honor. We bless you. We thank you. We honor you in the name of Jesus. Lift your two hands and let's thank the Lord right now. Just thank him. Draw me deeper, Lord, deeper into your word of truth. Draw me deeper, Lord, deeper into your love for me. Oh, draw me deeper, Lord, deeper. Deeper and deeper, oh, that I may know your love. Draw me deeper, draw me deeper, love deeper to your word of truth. Draw me deeper, love deeper into your love for me. Draw me deeper. Deeper and deeper that I may know your love. Father, draw us deeper and deeper and deeper. Now, as every head is bowed, every eye is closed this evening, before I sit down, if you're here tonight and you know you are a sinner, you are not sure you're born again, you are not sure. Your sins are washed away. But tonight, you want to say, Bishop, I need Jesus in my life. I want to be born again. I want Jesus to come into my heart. If you're here tonight and you want to give your life to Jesus, you want to be born again. 
lift your right hand high, very high up in the skies. And I'll pray for you. Lift your, if you want to give your life to Jesus tonight, you want to be born again. You want to be sure that your name is in the book of life. Lift your right hand up high, high in the skies. And I shall pray for you. Father, thank you for all these hands which are lifted up. Save them. Make them brand new people. If you have lifted your hand up, I want you to walk from where you are and come to me in the frontier. Just come to me. Come to me. Say this prayer with me, everyone of you in front here, and everybody join us as you pray. Say, Heavenly Father, this evening I give my heart to you. I receive Jesus as my Lord and Savior. Forgive me of all my sins. Come into my heart. Wash away my sins. Make me your own child. I will serve you. I will follow you. I will trust in you the rest of my days. Please, Jesus, from today, I promise to serve you. I promise to follow you. I promise to walk with you the rest of my life. Jesus, from today, I am yours. And you are mine. From today, I am born again. Jesus, from today, I belong to you. Help me to serve you the rest of my life. Thank you, Father, for hearing my prayer. In Jesus' name, amen. Why don't you clap your hands for the Lord? God bless you, my brother. Congratulations. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Amen. Clap your hands for them. Oh, go ahead and clap your hands for them.